When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chad and Zay. All right, let's go. Hour number three on this Wednesday. Hope you're doing well. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier, and he has picked this beat out especially for you. Zay, what we got? Little John. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's Snap in- your fingers. Did anyone else do that before him? No. Nobody else committed to that. No, not at all. How much of Little John's music contains yeah, yeah. how much is in there? 100%. <laughs> Every track? Every track. <laughs> That's great. Does he... Okay. Like, do you think Usher needed Little John on that song? Yeah. But he was like, I mean, the guy that says yeah better than anyone, let's get him on. John got on, it became a hit. I've told you, you can't play that song in the presence of my daughter and my niece without one of them screaming, okay! <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. Oh, that's fantastic. What's the song called? Snap Your Fingers. Snap Your Fingers. Little John getting a start. That's a great beat. That beat gets as high as King Diamond was singing earlier with yeah. the Merciful Fate song. So you had a good matchup there. That is good. All right. Uh, lots of stuff going on today. We got NBA action tonight with Philly and Boston. But right now, it is time for our normal Wednesday conversation with this man. It's the Vaqueros Cafe Cantina Hotline. He is Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Check out the the flagship podcast check out the morning brew article they have got it going on there at horns247.com as we are only 122 days away from the next texas football game chip how are you i'm doing good fellas how you doing man we're doing well uh, a lot of great uh a lot of great longhorn energy coming out of this draft um obviously thursday night Got rid of the that Vince Young offensive side curse and Bijan going to to Atlanta. Other guy, four other guys get drafted. Um, which, without just starting with a specific, was there one in particular that really jumped out to you? Is there one of those guys that got drafted where you think the fit could be really good? Well, I thought it was interesting um, about the Demarvin Overshown connection with Charlotte Anderson's son the Texas walk-on receiver, Paxton Anderson. I'll admit, I didn't know about that connection until it came up on draft night. And and so here you have Paxton Anderson, who went to Highland Park and is the grandson of Jerry Jones. And you got DeMarvin Overshown, a small-town East Texas kid, and apparently at one point they shared a locker. And if you've ever been around DeMarvey and Overshone, you know he's got one of the best personalities you'll ever come across. The guy's a character. And it's probably appropriate that he's you know, with the Cowboys because he always wore a cowboy hat. <laughs> um, but 
you know, Jerry Jones, whether he was joking about it or, or what, said that, you know, Paxton Anderson put in a good word for DeMarvian Overshone, certainly as a character uh, reference, and and it, it, it came up. It came up when they selected him in the, in the third round. So me, I'm personally just excited to see what Dan Quinn does with Micah Parsons and DeMarvian Overshone. Uh, on the field together at some point. I mean, once Overshone gets comfortable and they find a role for him. But, um, man, right now in the NFL game, uh, to be working with Dan Quinn, that's a blessing for DeMarvey and Overshone. And that kid is so much fun to watch just in his time at Texas. And now let's see what, what they can cook up for him in that Cowboys defense. Yeah, you're right, Chef Dan Quinn, one of the best in the business. It's a great fit for Demo, but Bijan Robinson getting selected eight by the Atlanta Falcons, and he's already embracing the Falcons culture. We saw he's going to be rocking seven, which best seven that they've seen since Michael Vick. I know that's big time in its own right, but what do you think about Atlanta's selection, and what does this mean for Bijan? Well, I, you know, I think the Falcons have a little nucleus brewing um you know we got to find out about desmond ritter obviously the second year quarterback out of cincinnati but when you look at Bijan robinson kyle pitts at tight end uh drake london at receiver um and you know this is a team that liked to run the football last year you know that he's going to get a ton of carries i mean you you probably can pencil him in as a leading candidate for offensive rookie of the year. And they've got, you know, Tyler Algier, who's a talented guy in himself. And that kind of, you know, you, you want to have a one, two punch. We've seen that in Dallas with uh, Ezekiel Elliott when he's productive and, and Tony Pollard. So, you know, I like it for Bijan. Um, the defense has got to get better. But that's a winnable division. I mean, the Falcons were seven and ten last year, and the Buccaneers won it at eight and nine. So, you know, if they can get some mojo going, become a destination, a, a group of young players that other guys want to play with, then maybe they can grow into something that's formidable. Um, because they do have some interesting young talent and Bijan I think is special. I mean, that guy's a, he's all about his team, his teammates, but he's also all about ball. And I expect him to be highly productive, you know, from the beginning. So, um, I know Cowboys fans are glad he didn't go to the Eagles. Um, Hallelujah, brother. (laughs) Right, Chad. Hallelujah. I, I've agreed with everyone that said if he ends up as a uh, – we I had a list of teams. If he ended up in Philly, Buffalo, uh, th- there's a certain list that I would make that team, you know, Super Bowl discussion instantly if they weren't already there. But, yeah, Eagles yeah. specifically would have been awful. Oh, my God. That's oh. – yeah, that would have been uh, would have been absolutely terrible. And Chip, you make a great point about that division. That Bucks team had Tom Brady. This one's going to have, I guess, Baker Mayfield. Ah. 
But trying to convince someone you know anything about one of those four teams in the NFC set, you're just lying to yourself if you think you know. I mean, that division right. is bizarre right now. Right. It's, it's a mystery. I mean, that division is an enigma at this moment. And so you don't know what you're going to get. And, and it's going to depend on quarterback play. I mean, the Falcons do have, you know, Taylor Heineke. I mean, they want to they wanna see what Desmond Ritter's got. And he's clearly the guy that they, you know, they drafted to be the guy. Yeah. Um, and so let's see. Let's see if he's any good. Yeah. Chip, real quick, you should know, just full disclosure, Zay is the president of the Taylor Heineke fan club. He began pumping his fist when you said his name. He's like when you say Harry Styles around my daughter. It's the same kind of reaction. <laughs> Zay thinks that Heineke and Bijan are about to do something special in Atlanta. Well, Heineke is productive, man. I yes. mean, the guy's a grinder, and he's he just needs someone to believe in him. Just, you know, give him some love. Empower him with the, with, the, uh, with the keys to the car, and let's see what he can do. Yo, I don't know what they're going to do at that quarterback position, but there are worse things than having Taylor Heineke as your, uh, as your quarterback. Yo, Chip. He might be due for a pick six every game, but he's going to get you three more touchdowns with it. You know what I'm saying? He might give you a pick a game or maybe a fumble plus you know, six or something, but he's going to be around. He's going to be in it. I've never heard anyone hey, bra- bra- hey. brag about 17 interceptions <laughs> like you do. Hey, Tony Romo. Tony Romo got $50 million guaranteed with that kind of uh, you know, pick six. Yep. Oh, I'll throw three touchdowns. So hey, talk to and him. People Chip. talk about Romo like he's something. Oh my god! <laughs> oh lord! I'm sorry, Zay. Was that yours? Are you? Is it? Are you next? Are you? Do you need to talk more yeah, about Taylor man, Heineke? Man, I, I, we could talk about Heineke all day, but okay. we're, we're professionals. Yes, so let's okay. move on. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, Roshan Johnson to the Bears, man. Uh, Chip. It seems like he could get in Chicago, and man, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him 20 touches a game at times with what they got going on. They got Montgomery off to Detroit. This is a good opportunity for Roshan Johnson. Did you see the Bears GM, like, pumping his fist, slamming the table with excitement when they got Roshan Johnson in the fourth round? I mean, you'd have thought that they were picking fourth overall. Yep. And, and, you know, that's a guy who knows what Roshan Johnson's all about. And I think it's fascinating that Rojo is going to be in the same running back room with Deontay Foreman, who, you know, got a, a one-year deal and, you know, was pretty productive in Carolina last year, has been bouncing around. He's not a guy that they're obviously looking to for the, for the future. But, you know, you've got Khalil Herbert, and then you've got Roshan Johnson, and it wouldn't shock me if, you know, if Rojo is in the rotation from day one. And he's going to be a special teams nightmare for the Bears. Um, but that's a team that, you know, traditionally has loved to run the football. And, man, they've been starving for, for that star running back uh, because it's been kind of a revolving door for the Bears, and, man, Roshan is a guy who could just set up shop and and be there, man, for a good long time and become a, 
a Windy City favorite. I mean, that just would not shock me at all. And so I'm excited for, for Roshan Johnson because, man, he gives you everything he's got. And, you know, Deontay Foreman was a Comet who just exploded in, in 2016, ran for 2,000 yards, won the Doak Walker Award, went in the third round to, to the Houston Texans. But he was that guy that you were worried that he went to the Texans because he was too close, you know, to his childhood friends in Texas City and, you know, how was that going to work? And, and it didn't work great. And he kind of lost focus, started bouncing around. Roshan Johnson is the exact opposite. I mean, um, and I'm sure Deontay Foreman has learned now because he's looked over the edge of the cliff. He's been out of the league. He's back in the league. Uh, but that's, um, that's an interesting combination of Longhorns right there. Yeah, I'm interested to see where that goes. I, I was thinking maybe Roshan Johnson to the Cowboys could have worked in a certain in a certain uh, other draft, maybe, Chip. And let's go back to the Cowboys. Last one from me, because you were talking running back rooms, and this one just fascinates me. Give me your third-party observer here. You've been watching the Cowboys and following them for so long. Um, so that running back room. You get you say you're going to run the damn ball, Mike McCarthy. You take Deuce Vaughn in the sixth round, and you know who their four guys are if nothing changes right now. Him, Jones, obviously Pollard, and then still Malik Davis. Are you buying what Mike McCarthy is selling here in this run game? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, obviously Tony Pollard is special. Uh, Ronald Jones is your insurance policy, and – and Deuce Vaughn is your, you know, potential. You've got Kevontae Turpin as a return guy. Um, Deuce Vaughn can certainly return. But, man, you got to – you can't count Deuce Vaughn out. And if you're going to take a flyer in the sixth round, that's not a bad guy to take a flyer on because right. that guy gives you everything he's got and is – all about it. He's had to be all about it because at five five, man, the odds have been against this guy since high school ball. And so, you know, he ran for fourteen hundred yards last year for the Big Twelve champions and can catch the football. You can't find him behind the line of scrimmage. I think it's interesting and I wanna see Mike McCarthy show the stones, you know, to play the guy. Because just don't count this guy out. You, you can't do it. He's, he's been too productive every step of the way. Yeah, good point. Chip, moving on to basketball, talk about Ron Holland. I know that hurt all Longhorn fans, including myself, but the kid might be a future number one pick, and we know this day, day of age of basketball you're a future number one pick and that money's being thrown around it's hard not to take it what are your opinions on ron holland decommitting from texas remember when kevin durant came to texas for one year yes he was all about it you know and man these these guys who are who are coming out now it's and i get it there was a coaching change and you know, they were recruited by Rodney Terry for Chris Beard. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's Rodney Terry. And everybody's in their ear about, oh, well, I don't know now. You know, 
I don't know, that, that wasn't really what you signed up for. And, and so RT's having to, you know, prove to, he's going to have to prove, let's put it that way, that he can build it on his own and, and, you know, put a roster together um, because these guys are looking at other options. And, you know, Ron Holland has a, a friend, Anthony Black, at Arkansas who's pulling on him. Um, they played together at Duncanville who's pulling on him to, you know, go over there. And, and you know, you want guys who are all about what that school means and those guys and that coach and, and um you know, Kevin Durant came for one year. It was a magical year. He's also one of the best players in the history of basketball. But, um, you know, it's frustrating. There's no doubt about it. But I think it's in this day and age now of, of these kids being able to have agents, everything, all the money is ab- above the table. It's, it's going to be hard to, um, you know, get those guys to, to come in and, and really commit to what you've got going. And so, you know, Texas is going to go find guys who are, who are all about, you know, being with the Texas teammates at Texas and, and Rodney Terry's going to, you know, have to show it. I've said his career is going to be compared a little bit to Jerome Tang at K-State. Um, you know, Tang was a longtime assistant, Scott Drew. He gets to K-State. He did a great job in the portal put together a team that went to the elite eight. Now, you know, RT kind of, you know, he, he went to the elite eight with what everyone's saying is another man's culture and players. And now RT is going to, you know, put together a roster. I like the guys he's putting together. I mean, I like having Dylan DeZue back. I like Caden Shedrick. I like, um, you know, Max Smith. I like, um, they're, you know, going hard after this kid from, UT Arlington, uh, Sandell Weaver, and I like his game. I mean, that guy's a long six foot three, competitive as hell guard. He was the whack freshman of the year, and and I think would be a good fit at Texas. So um, they definitely need to find another guard in the portal. We don't we don't know what Tyrese Hunter's doing. Probably waiting on a combine invite that may not come, but um, you know it's. There's some signs that uh, that RT is putting together a roster that's going to be competitive. That is Chip Brown for all things Texas basketball and anything else Longhorns. Check out horns247.com. Also, the flagship podcast, the Morning Brew article uh, for you, as well as uh, if you're on Twitter, at ChipBrown247. Chip, always appreciate the time, sir. Have a great week. Hey, anytime, fellas. Thanks, Chip. Chip Brown, always good stuff there. Interesting thoughts on those running back matchups in the NFL. And he got me to believe a little bit there as he was talking about Deuce Vaughn. I just, I hope he's right. It's not about Deuce Vaughn for me specifically. I love the idea of Deuce Vaughn and I love the theory of what it could be. And if you told me, Zay, that, oh, I don't know, Kyle Shanahan was trying to figure out what to do with Deuce Vaughn, I'd be a little more excited. Right. I just don't know if I can trust Mike McCarthy. And yeah. I'm not even trying to dog him that way. He had Aaron Rodgers last time he was calling plays. He's telling me he wants to run the damn ball. And frankly, I don't even know what that means at this point. And I know the four guys he's got. And I, you know, is he going to put any pressure or, you know, stuff on Deuce Vaughn? Or 
not. I don't even know. So I've, I've just got to kind of wait and see how it plays out. Yeah, and Chip didn't even mention Malik Davis, which you and I, we yeah. both want to see what he could do. I'm a little high on him. Uh, I think he deserves a chance. So, you know, what Big Mike said, Mike McCarthy, about becoming a running team or a more, you know, run-oriented team, I really do think that's just lighting the fire under Dak Prescott's ass, that you had yeah. 17 interceptions last year. We're letting – Everybody know we want to go about things differently. Prove to me that you can come back better. Prove to me that you've been cracking down on film and in a kind of a make it or break it year for Dak Prescott, you're going to be locked in and ready and in a wide open NFC get us to the promised land because you were a click away, Stephen Jones. If Dak would have made some better decisions in that San Fran game, Hey, that defense was all over Brock Purdy, all over him. And Dak Prescott was the reason why they lost. So by Big Mike saying what he said, that's probably letting Dak know who has a competitive nature. Yo, man, that's disrespectful to me. I want to be. I'm getting paid some serious money. I need to be the main focus for this team. It needs to run through me. And now he wants to go run the football with this running back room? Hell no, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make him change his philosophy when spring camp comes around. And we'll see if they if he does that. If you're right, it sounds like a really homogeneous locker room they're building there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes as a coach, you need to press buttons okay. without like letting Dak Prescott know that we believe in you, but last year was unacceptable. Here's what I'd like to do. I would like for Steve Sarkeesian to take like a day and go talk to Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones and teach them how to be boring at press conferences outside of the Xavier Worthy hand thing. But he needs to teach them how to be effectively boring because they don't know how to do that. Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones always end up doing something that frustrates you, leads you into more questions, and it doesn't do you any, doesn't really, to me, do the team any good. Mm-hmm. They need to learn boring. Just be boring. Can't help himself. No, had to take a shot. One of them had to take a shot at the former OC, and the other one took a shot at the head coach. <laughs> and then patted him on the belly. Mm. <laughs> on the belly? <laughs> Dude, that's the other thing. Did you do that? Oh! Jerry, you not only said what you said, you reached over and patted a big man on his front side. Oh, ain't no grown man patting me on my belly. I don't care if he my boss or not. What the hell are you doing? I don't care how many zeros on that check. You ain't patting me in my belly. What are we Jerry? Doing? I don't I don't get it. All right, coming up next, why today matters on this May the 3rd. I got married on this dude's birthday. I didn't plan it that way, but it's kind of cool. I'll tell you who he is next on the horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Chad and Zay.
Rolling through a Wednesday. I feel like you might have played this before. I probably have. Was that a reference to the – was that a two-fold reference? Well, Grand Grip. That's a rim reference, right? That's rims on a car? 24s? Yeah. Yep. Um, Bun B. Blowing on that Endo. GameCube, Nintendo. Uh, you're close. Damn. You're, you're as, oh, I thought I had it. Maybe as close as you could be while completely embarrassing yourself not getting it right. Oh, uh, well. That okay. makes sense. Well, all right, who is it? Houston Rappers. This is Slim Thug. Mm. Okay. This is Slim Thug currently rapping. Mike Jones. It's his song. Who? Exactly. There we go. There we go. See, I learned a little there bit. There we go. Right. And Paul Wall. Okay. So who ultimately gets, uh, who's first billing on this Mike one? Jones. Mike Jones. Gotcha. Ah, uh, there you go. By the way, the other day, you'd be proud of me. I was listening to Ball Don't Lie. Mike Harge made a Mike, somebody made a Mike Jones reference, or he was close to one, and he said, who? And the other two guys weren't paying attention enough to realize what he was doing. Oh, I Patrick, Rod, come on. It. They were just all wrapped up in the conversation. Okay. And either that or they just didn't want to laugh yeah, at what he said. But Baber, I, I got it. Rod Babers, as a Houston native, he, he, shame on you. No, he probably knew. Okay. They, I guess the, you know how they get. They're yeah, into their sport. you get in the mode. They're into their conversations. I get it. They were, yeah, but I was I was there. So Mike Jones, Slim Thug, and who else? Paul Wall. And Paul Wall. There's another guy. Should I be listening to some Paul Wall? That's Ab- Houston as well. Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, Jack Carlo, who is the white dude in the new White Man can Jump movie that's coming out. So this dude's feeling himself because he's doing things that shouldn't be done. This fool said that he is the second best white rapper of all time behind Eminem. Paul Wall is white. Whoa. Okay. He ain't touching no Paul Wall. Okay. Now, I know. Is he well, good? Do you like Harlow? Yeah. All right. I, okay. I, you know, I, I feel a little old head not liking him as much. Cause, all right. You know. I do feel a little old head not liking them. I hate it. I'll throw the assumed name question at you. Paul Wall's white? Yeah. I didn't know that. Incredible. Hmm. Yeah. About that. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, if Paul Wall walked in here right now, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Is he the guy that gave – who's the one that gave uh, Tom Herman the grill? I want to say it's Paul Wall. That's from uh, yeah, Houston that, thing yeah. when he was at U of A. Because after C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson got drafted, Houston was holding some type of big – draft party for all the fans and I want to say Bun B and Paul Wall they were a couple of the hosts and they uh-huh. got CJ Stroud and Will Anderson up on like the Jumbotron and Paul Wall was like yo fellas we already getting your grills ready be ready we gonna get them grills y'all gonna be shining <laughs> those dudes were pretty hype about it so uh-huh. If you go to any Houston team, it's you're basically going to be birthed into the culture by having to get a grill. Tom Herman, he embraced it. Good job for there him. There you go. And, yeah, maybe Emmanuel Udoka could do that and not worry about that tang that's going to be haunting so him. So now this, this young dude that was already at U of H that's now a Houston Texan, he may already have a oh, grill. Oh, yeah, he already got one. Okay. He's he a, already got one. He's been pre-grilled. Yeah, 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 yeah. He good. <laughs> he, he understands. By the way, apparently he's pretty uh, – Pretty good, too. He's fast, man. I have not seen him play a ton, but I heard the other day John Harris from HoustonTexans.com, uh, Texan sideline reporter, he was on with Bucky and Aaron, and he said Dana Holgerson told him on the field before a game, that's the most dynamic player I have ever coached. Told him before the game. Wow. And he said he burned everybody for a touchdown early in the game, and John thought, okay, I guess so. Yeah, Nathaniel Dell, 
Nathaniel Dell. Yep. Yeah, took him in the third or fourth round? Third round. Something like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's an interesting guy to keep an eye on. All right, uh, let's get you Why Today Matters. Today is May 3rd, everybody. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it is my anniversary today, so happy anniversary to my wife, 20 years today. Uh, also... Our uh, one of our favorites here at the office, Christina, has a birthday today. Happy birthday to Christina! I will not reveal that number for to make sure we protect the innocent. Um, also on this May third, so my anniversary is James Brown's birthday. I never hey, I, yeah, that's I didn't plan that one, but it is pretty cool. James Brown would have been ninety today. Man, do I wish he could have gotten to ninety. Yeah. So to give everybody perspective here, think about this. That means James Brown. And Willie Nelson are almost exactly the same age. Willie just turned 90. James Brown would turn 90 today. So to give you an idea, I never would have thought of those two guys as same age, but exactly the same age. Yeah, the drugs that James was taking was a little harder than what Willie's been taking. So it makes a lot of sense that, you know. That's a great point. That's a great point. For those people that want to put marijuana on the same level as all the other hard drugs, that's a great comparison to make. Yeah, Jane was drinking too. Yeah, like, absolutely. Oh boy, yes. I still think if James didn't come out singing "Living to America," Apollo Creed still be alive. You think it was just too showy? Yeah, too showy. Yeah. Like how can you can't be locked in? Like New York, New York, New York City, New York City, Wisconsin. You know that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm trying to get prepared for a match with a dude that could flat out kill me, and you got James Brown hollering and hooting and stuff. That song, that may be one of the most like red, white, and blue versus USSR moments in movie history. I mean, that song is playing, and Apollo's got the red, white, and blue top hat and the tails. Remember that? Wasn't he wearing like a tux with tails? Stay humble. Just stay humble. The notion that that happened and it's an exhibition fight and one fighter dies may be the most unrealistic thing they ever put in a Rocky movie. Like Creed should be raising Michael B. Jordan. Not yes. getting killed. No. I blame James Brown. I always, Still blame him. I always wondered, do you think, did, did, like, did he tell Sly, like, man, I can't go on. I can't go past this movie. So you're going to need to. <laughs> did he do like the Harrison Ford? Because the story is Harrison Ford like chose at one point to have his char- character killed and told the director, no, you're going to kill me in this movie. I'm not coming back. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe Carl Weathers just said, man, I can't do this anymore. I don't know. But Action Jackson, if he said, I can't do this because I want to be Action Ooh. Jackson, I'm with it. Action Jackson was good. He kills Action that was Jackson. A good movie. Underrated. Very underrated. Yeah. I, I need That is one I haven't seen in a while. Oh, I haven't seen in a while either. Ooh. It's not one of those you just, you know, like Jeff Howe would say, Baby Boy and uh, Boys in the Hood is always on BET. It's not one of those. No, you got to find it. You got to look. <laughs> yeah, you got to search. You have got to be looking for that Which one. Which is unfortunate. It's a good movie. Happy birthday to uh, the memory of the great James Brown. He died back in 06. Uh, musically, Frankie Valley uh, is 89 today. Hope Frankie's doing well. Uh, Norm Chow, 77. Kevin Dunn would tell you that's why I got married on May 3rd. Cause it's Norm Chow's birthday. He's 77. Man, after he got done coaching at Hawaii, he has been. He's still somewhere. He's he's been out there coaching a couple spots. But man, Norm Chow, um, one of the great offensive minds though of our lifetime. Uh, Norm is 77 today. And if you're a fan of attractive women. Christina 
Hendricks is 48 years old today. The hot redhead from Mad Men, I believe, is Christina oh, Hendricks. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. like her. <laughs> Mercy. Yeah, she got it going on. That is uh, that is serious, serious good looking right there. All right, there's uh, your birthdays and other reasons why May 3rd matters to us. Coming up, before we're done, Astros fans, don't say I never did anything nice for you. I got a Jose Altuve update for you coming off of that injury. Plus, we'll get Zay's pick tonight. Is Philly going up 2-0 with the MVP, or will Boston wake up and even up? up that series. We'll talk about it on the horn. Chad and Zay. All right, just about to wrap it up on a Wednesday. I do not recognize it, Zay, should I? Wait for it. Okay. Oh, uh, never mind. I thought it would be a different person. You're not going to know this. <laughs> uh, another ensemble. All right, what yeah. we got? This is G-Unit. Okay. 50 and the crew. Back when they were on fire. Circa 2005. Okay. Yeah, Want to Get to Know You featuring Joe, the singer. And G-Unit was... Was Eminem a part of any of this? No. Or that's, a, that's Eminem had this separate thing. Eminem separate thing. did help make 50 what he is, but... They are close, right? I mean, they're, they're very close. They're friends, right? Yes. Okay. And uh, there you go. I, I, it's the letters I mixed up. Wasn't Eminem's was D12? Yeah, okay. exactly. D12, Shady Records. The D and the G. I think I mixed those up. Mm-hmm. So okay. okay, so G unit. We also had the uh, Mike Jones. Who? Uh, with Slim Thug and Paul Wall. Get your grills lined up, gentlemen. Uh, CJ and, uh, and Will. Make sure you get them fitted just right. Make sure you get that going. Maybe talk to the receiver from U of H. He probably already has has a, a way for you to get that done. Iron Maiden, Merciful Fate, CCR, and the Black Crows. Now that is a music festival. Little John beat to start the hour. Uh, tomorrow we get into the album swap discussion at 2.05. I'm going to talk a little Busta Rhymes, and Zay will be talking Aerosmith tomorrow. Remember, go to hornfm.com if you want to get registered to try to win Aerosmith tickets before you can buy them. They go on sale Friday for that last tour, last run for Aerosmith. All right, let's go Stems and Seeds. Astros fans, I'm going to get you an Altuve update. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no stems. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Some good news, not all the way back, but Jose Altuve has resumed some baseball activities this week. He is able to uh, throw, run, and field. He has not been cleared to swing a bat yet. Remember, he broke his right thumb back in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, He says, quote, I think the next two weeks are really important in my rehab. Hopefully, Jose Altuve gets back super quick. Zay, I'm not the kind of fan that wants to beat a lesser team. I want Jose Altuve with the Astros, and I want the Astros at full power. And if my Rangers are good enough to be better than them, that's cool. But I don't want a talent like him to miss out. I want him to play. Yeah, the injury bug has seemed like it's hit the Astros pretty rough this first part of the season, and they could use their leader back. 
next two weeks will be very important, and yep. we'll see what happens. Yep, and if you're going to have injuries, do it now. Yeah. Do it in March, April, May, and then you get guys uh, maybe a chance to come back and uh, have them better later on. So uh, keep an eye on that one with Altuve. Also, uh, a great story out of the NFL we were just talking about during the break. The headline is Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins uh, on future. Quote, I want to be in Minnesota. He's trying to make the argument, Zay. He'll turn 35 in August. Apparently, they're trying to figure out negotiations. He is in the final year of a series of contracts that have paid him a ton since 2018. Yeah, if I'm Kirk Cousins, finally Aaron Rodgers is out the division. We have a really good chance of winning it year after year. We know the Lions, they're making some noise with Dan Campbell and getting Jameer Gibbs and stuff. I don't know about their drafting, but they think that they're very close. They were very close last year. Yeah, if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'd try to stick around for three more years. Yeah, that's just – it's so tough, man. They – they like him, but I don't know that they love him sometimes up there in Minnesota. You've talked about it because you got the other side of the family, right? You got in-laws. That's in- right. Grandma Pat can't stand him. Grandma Pat and the, and the Viking crowd, they don't like Kirk Cousins as much as they should. Yeah, well, he's a Minnesota guy. He went mm-hmm. to uh, excuse he's me, a Michigan guy. He went right. to Michigan State. And there's kind of Minnesota Phyllis. People feel a certain way about Michigan people. Okay. So he all he has that going against them. And then just not being able to win the big game. Because he's just good enough to be the franchise guy, but he's not good enough to take them all the way. Yeah. That's just who he is. Like they shouldn't have lost to Brian Dayball on that Giants team. As surprisingly good oh. as they were going up there to Minneapolis, they shouldn't have lost that game. With the season they had, Minnesota, I know they had a lot of those comeback wins, and a lot of people weren't sold on them. And that was a reason why. Yeah. Kirk Cousins and their defense just being really suspect this last year. Yeah. That was a home loss? That was them? a home loss, That's yeah. That's not good. Yeah, no, home losses is not a good thing. All right, Zay, speaking of home losses, if Boston does that again, they'll be down 2-0. Embiid wins the MVP last night. They say he's good to go tonight. Does Philly go up 2-0 and really take this series tonight? No, I'm going to go with the Celtics. Okay. I'm going to go with the Celtics. I know Joe Mazzulla, he's been getting a lot of heat for his coaching, especially with M.A. Udoka getting the job so quickly with the Houston Rockets. And, you know, those young guys, they just got to step up. They just got to step up. Jalen, uh, you know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, those dudes, they got to step up and be the superstar players that we've seen throughout the season. Malcolm Brogdon has to be big. And if Joel Embiid wants to come back today, okay, every single pick and roll, whoever you're guarding, come set a screen for me. And we're attacking you every single time. Mm-hmm. We're going to test that ankle, or I mean test that knee, and see how good you look, and we'll go from there. And that might hurt the Sixers tonight, which looked good and had something clicking in game one with James Harden dropping 25 and Tyrese Maxson dropping 26. So outside of that, do you change anything drastically if you're Boston? Outside of going at Embiid a little more? No. I play Robert Williams more than Al Holford. Al Holford had a really good regular season shooting the three. Mm -hmm. Not so much in the postseason. He struggled against the Atlanta Hawks, and he didn't have a game one. Plus, James Harden hit that game winning shot on him. And when James saw that switch, his eyes lit up. Robert Williams and them alum, he's a lot better defender. Just he's really injury prone, so his minutes are always limited. So if I'm Missoula, I would play Robert Williams a lot more than Holford tonight. On the other side, how do you deal with James Harden? Embiid's back. James Harden just did that. What do you do if you're Doc Rivers? 
you tell him to try to do it again, or do you have to find a happy medium? You gotta find a happy medium. Because he can't go all the way back to point guard James Harden after that, right? No. Not, yeah, you got to go back to point guard James Harden, but you got to know when to turn it up. When Joel Embiid goes out the game and you're in, you got to be aggressive. You can't play passive, and Tyrese Maxey can't be the second best player. You got to be the second best player. Give me the point total for Harden that you think means they win the game. If he gets what, they win tonight. 28. 28. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because you know Embiid's going to do his, he'll handle his business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Philly and Boston is a seven o'clock start. One game tonight. Imagine that. It's on TNT. We'll be back tomorrow for a Thursday show. Jeff Howe will join us at 105, the latest in Longhorn stuff. And we'll have the music swap, the album swap discussion at 205. Little Aerosmith and a little Busta Rhymes. Have a good Wednesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See ya.